So we are in the third week of Advent, right? So who remembers? Noah hasn't lit them yet. Who else want? Who? John, you did. Mm-hmm. There's a couple more weeks. Noah, go for it. But you got to tell me what week one was. Nope. Give me that back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so which one do you think was lit first? The shortest one. So week one, before anybody, before you light it, week one. Hope, absolutely. Can anybody summarize that message in under 30 seconds? I'm just <laughs> the, the, the summary of the message was that we, in order to know how to live as we wait, we need to know what we're hoping for. It, it kind of helps, right? So, all right, you got to just squeeze it really hard. How about week two? Preparation. Yeah. Can somebody summarize that? Yeah. And what is God preparing? Yes. Amen. Our hearts. Right? He's, he's taking these jagged peaks and these low valleys and he's smoothing them out and he's putting his spirit in us and making us ready to receive his spirit, which he puts into us now as we continue to wait for the fullness of the kingdom of God to come. You can like both of them, sweetheart. There we go. Apparently my kids don't play with flames. (laughs) Hey, I didn't say it this time, right? Okay, now now what about what about this week? What somebody just said it. I heard a little voice. Joy! Absolutely. Joy. And so we're gonna light the pink candle. Joy. Joy's good. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's a, it's a good thing to know how to run a lighter to be prepared for the power to go out, right? Thank you, son, very much. Good job, Noah. <laughs> Joy. <clears throat> a typhoon stranded a monkey on an island. Oh, wait a second. Wrong notes. <laughs> no, seriously. A typhoon <laughs> stranded a monkey on an island in a protected place on the shore while waiting for the raging waters to recede. He spotted a fish swimming against the current. It seemed to the monkey that the fish was struggling and needed assistance. Being a kind-hearted monkey... Because <laughs> there's such things, right? <laughs> he resolved to help the fish. A tree leaned precariously over a spot, the spot where the fish seemed to be struggling. At considerable risk to himself, the monkey reached down, climbing out on the limb, and snatched the fish from the waters. Scurrying back to the safety of his shelter, he carefully laid the fish on the dry ground. A few moments later, the fish showed excitement. (laughs) But soon settled into a peaceful rest. The point of the story... 
the fish died. (laughs) I want to imagine, I want you to imagine for a moment that you are both the monkey and the fish. Can you do that for a second? That maybe there's something that stirs deep inside yourself where you see yourself struggling at something, or maybe you see that if you were to do something in particular, you would be struggling, and you do what the monkey does, and you go and you free yourself from this potential harmful situation, only to find yourself laying lifeless on a shore. It seems to me, how does this make any sense with joy, right? Doesn't it sound very joy-filled? My point is that so many times in our lives, we see how hard things might be, and we choose then not to do them. And in doing that, we kill our joy. Because how many of you out there, when you think of the most joy-filled situation, recognize that it came at a great cost? Any of you? Yeah, right? I bet you every single person could raise their hand. You think about your children if you have kids. Oh my goodness, right? There's an awful lot of difficulty that lies ahead of us when we're going to have kids. And some people would say, I don't want that hardship. And how much joy would we lose? How much joy do people lose? And that's just talking kids. There's so many other things. So many things that we go and pluck ourselves right out of the current because it just looks like it's too hard. We give up. I was reading a book by Ashley Knoll. And I came across this quote. It says, God's love takes us on a journey we do not wish to go and makes us travel on roads we do not wish to use to take us to places we wish to never leave. I'll tell you, I know this message has to be brief and I don't have my timer up here because I don't have one. (laughs) I'm usually not worried about such things. But to be quite honest with you, I wouldn't have planted this church, quite honestly, had I just known the hardships that would lie ahead. Or even if, and I say I, we, the many people that were involved with this church's planting process, if I would have only focused on what I knew was going to be hard. I had to remember that God would be with me, with us through those hard times. And this congregation has, even though it's pretty sparse tonight, (laughs) has brought me such incredible joy. Such incredible joy. My life is way fuller than it would have. I, I stop and I just think about what in the world would I be doing? If it wasn't for this, I have a lot of free time, I can tell you that much. But what would I do? Life would just kind of stink. It wouldn't be great. I used to pursue all kinds of things with my time that I thought were bringing me joy. But they didn't bring me the joy that I experienced pastoring this church. I know that many of you can say that about all kinds of different experiences in your life. I hope. I hope. So what is joy? Like if we break it down, well, I'll tell you what joy is. It's one of those trick questions that preachers ask sometimes. So you get the wrong answer in your mind, and then I get to say, ha ha, you're wrong. Just kidding. (sighs) Literally, 
The biblical word means grace realized. Joy is grace realized. So it's a little bit like peace in that sense, right? Because we live in God's grace and we receive it and it brings us peace. But in this case, the peace also brings us joy. We get to look back on the things that God has done and it brings us great joy. So when I say grace, by the way, don't think simply forgiveness, right? Grace is what grace includes God's forgiveness to us, his mercy, but there's so much more that's in this idea of grace. Grace just most straightforwardly can be translated gift. And it has in mind all sorts of good things that God gives us as we journey with Him. Particularly related to our inadequacies, the places that we pull up short, the places where we see ourselves having to swim against the current, and we are the monkey that wants to pluck ourselves out because we don't think we can do it. God gives us grace in those situations when we think we can't do it. And it brings us peace because we know God has been there with us. And then, my goodness, when we realize it, joy. Joy, right? But when we avoid things, those things that we know are hard and that require God's overcoming in our lives, then we rob ourselves of that joy. We rob ourselves of experiencing that moment that God intervened and empowered us. Sometimes, sometimes I go home after a day spent at Gather, whether it's a weekday or a Thursday night or Tuesdays, pretty much this always happens, and quite honestly, it happens pretty much every Saturday night, except for when you all give me a really hard time. Just kidding. And, and I almost feel bad I almost feel bad. I was talking, I think it was Steve Brown I was talking to about this a couple of days ago and a, and a few others. I feel bad almost sometimes because I go home so filled with joy, so happy, so excited. I had lunch with two of these guys over here the other day and we were having all sorts of ruhaha and conversations about God and everything else under the sun. And it was so fun, right? It was fun. It was great. I left with this really elated experience of joy, and I leave this experience of church here regularly with just this enthusiasm. And I am like, is that okay? Is it okay to feel so much joy? Is it okay to get so excited? Is it okay to have realized God's gifting and grace in the midst of it? Well, yeah, of course it is, right? Now, I think that there's a caveat that has to be mentioned, and it's this, that the only way we really experience that true joy, that grace realized, is when we're real, right? If this church was a congregation that wasn't trying to be real, we were trying to sugarcoat everything, we weren't trying to name real problems in life, we weren't dealing with the nitty-gritty and the ugh, stuff that goes on in our day-to-day lives, I don't think we would. I would experience that kind of joy. I think I'd walk away and think, well, that was a sham. <laughs> that was a great performance. That was a great whatever. But I wouldn't experience that joy because it's in those 
tough parts of our lives, when God shows up as we're swimming against the current and God provides for us in those moments, that grace realized that does lead to true joy. So, how about you? Do you experience true joy in your life? Do you realize God's grace? Do you experience God's grace? Do you embrace God's grace? Do you risk your life to stay swimming against the current? And do you let other people do that? Or do you just constantly, immediately rescue people and pluck them from their difficult circumstance? Hmm. There's a place for that, right? There's a place to go and come alongside somebody. Maybe that's the better thing we should do instead of plucking them out of the water. Maybe we should jump in next to them. We can be swimming. You can do it. I'm swimming with you. Come on. Get in my draft. We can do this thing. Right? But whatever it looks like, it certainly doesn't look like coming alongside of people and just taking everything away from them or pretending as though they do not need God's grace, but rather helping them to realize that God is with them, that God is there, that God is going to show up, that yeah, it might be the 11th hour, it seems sometimes, but God is with you. God is, wants you to be encouraged. He wants you then to experience that joy that only He can give us. So again, I ask you, this Advent season, are you willing to risk to experience real joy? Are you willing to invite God into your life? Not just in the easy things, but in the hard things. And let Him empower you receiving peace and incredible joy. In the words of, yeah, that's, that's, that's all. In the words of one of my favorite pastors, just a thought. Let's pray. Gracious Father, thank you that you help us in the deepest struggles that we have, in the darkest of times, in the darkest of places, and that you show up, you shower us with your grace, you gift us and you help us to realize that gifting, that grace that you shower on us, the mercy you give us, but also whatever it is that we need in any given moment. Father, thank you for that joy that mysteriously comes into our lives. We praise you, we thank you for this night. I just ask, Lord God, that you would bring great joy into this community and into this congregation. I pray that as we later this evening watch the tractor parade go by, that we would just experience somehow your mercy, your grace, that we would realize it, Lord God, and that we would be filled with joy. We love you so much, Lord God, and we praise you.